Okay, so let me introduce you. This is my first podcast, and I'm still working on the name, but the idea that I have is Confessions of a Girl Wanting to Be Noticed. Mm, That's just thought. So, anyway, so a little bit about me I am from Texas. I am officially in my 30s and I have a birthday coming up soon and um I wonder how that's gonna play out um I'm very antisocial and uh I really do use food to eat my emotions and I use food to cope with a lot of different things so hopefully this podcast could alleviate some of those bad coping mechanisms because I think um being able to put a voice to some of the things that I'm going through or some of the things that you might be going through then yeah hopefully yeah hopefully it's like a trade-off so let's do a breakdown of what's been going on this week so recently I found out that I have two aunts who have been diagnosed with COVID-19. And are hospitalized. I don't really know how to... I don't really know how to accept that. I don't know how to accept that and how to even imagine an outcome other than other than a good outcome from this. But yes, I have two aunts that were recently diagnosed and two aunts that are hospitalized. And I just have to wish and hope and pray for the best because I think this situation, this pandemic, will make even the non-believers believe. I know that a lot of people don't like to talk about religion. It ruffles people's feathers. Especially if you wear it proudly on your chest. I noticed that people are really quick to shy away from topics such as religion. But when it comes to politics, a lot of, pe- a lot of people seem to be more vocal. Especially with this political climate, a lot of people are more vocal about what they believe and what they disbelieve and stuff like that. And, uh, Like I said, I'm, I'm I'm from Texas. My family, the majority of my my family resides here, and uh, our state just reopened last week. Um, our governor is issuing phases in which he wants to reopen, and I believe on the 18th, gyms are going to reopen. Um, nail salons, beauty salons, and um other things like that are going to reopen and I feel like people don't take this seriously because um, even the governor doesn't take it seriously because there's no real threat behind the plans and rules he outlined there's no real consequence behind them if you do disobey it and I remember that there was a woman who did disobey the stay at home order um, she was a salon owner and uh the lieutenant governor actually paid her fines and bailed her out of jail if i'm not mistaken 
or something to that effect. So yeah, it's just weird. I'm in a weird place because I, I see the devastation that is causing on my family. And then to see people not taking it serious, to see people not wearing masks, to see people not distancing themselves at least the six feet that was recommended. It's just really like a slap in the face. Me currently, I just like, I'm a homebody anyway because, like I said, I would, I am antisocial. I'm an introvert and I stay home anyway, so it's easy for me to do that. But, um, I just wish that everyone it's like a power play as far as money oh how can we survive without money and then here's the government oh let's just give them free money which is really not going to be free and inflation is going to be so high let's just give them this to hold this which is not even enough just to give um let's just give them this and as soon as the stimulus as soon as the first round of stimulus checks came out um, the president was pushing for states to reopen against even his health advisors, against the people that told him, hey, this is not something, this is not a joking matter. We need to take this more seriously. And um, states do need to remain closed, but he's pushing the re- he's pushing his supporters to protest. Right. Okay. So, moving on, um, I have two brothers, two brothers, which, two brothers who are older than me, um, like I said, I am in my 30s, (laughs) officially, and, um, I'm in the 30s, I am not married, I am not engaged, I do not have children, but I do have two older brothers who get on my nerves and who are just, but they're my brothers nonetheless, so I do have an issue. I do have an issue with men not being men, and I'm sorry if you weren't raised in a particular way. I'm sorry if you weren't raised with your dad in the household. I'm sorry if you weren't raised with your mom in the household. I'm just sorry. I'm just tired of black men not living up to their ability to be men and how many women just let black men just scapegoat and get away with whatever. Like, I see so many different men living off of women who take crap from these men who do not work who do not support them mentally financially or emotionally but they they're just there and I think I heard it before I guess it's better to have like a piece of something than to just not have nothing at all I mean no one I especially now who wants to be alone in this situation you just want somebody there just to say you have someone there or just to say well look at this I am wanted by somebody but yeah so my brothers I feel like they get away they could get away with literally anything um 
in this society, the way this society and the way today is, it's just like the females that they talk to. Yeah, really. Yeah, you can get away with whatever. You don't have to work. You don't have to do this. You don't have to do that. I got you. And I'm like, when and how can you as a man allow that to be okay? Uh, how is that okay? Like, how is that okay, though? I'm, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, I try to have these conversations with my mom. Like, you know, I feel like you don't apply the pressure or you never apply pressure that where the pressure was needed in order for them to, you know, prevail. To prevail. And then she had to remind me uh being a black man in today's society is very hard it's difficult but yet that shouldn't be used as an excuse for you not to even be a man like and there are plenty of definitions to what it means to be a man but me someone who's able to hold their own who's able to hold their own and doesn't have to live of a, a person a woman or another man i just get so heated when I see um people taking advantage of and I see like it's just a game it feels like it's just a game and I take a personal offense because like I feel like I have I, I have been or could potentially be a girl like that but not or a woman like that but not knowing what I know now of course but as women we allow this so Shouldn't I look at myself and other women like me or women who allowed you to just literally do nothing but exist? And you know what I mean? I, I know that, like, I might just be rambling here, but like, really, who's to blame? Okay, so you have a dude who hasn't been raised, right? Or maybe they have been raised, right? But they seem, hey, I can gain, I can gain the system, which is a female. I don't have to work, which I would normally have to work if I was, you know, whatever, whatever. But who are these women that just straight up allow someone? And, and okay, so say for instance, you're not financially capable of taking care of or supporting yourself or the person that you're with. But at the end of the day, you're gonna sit here and disrespect them by. Not only calling them out of their name, but cheating on them as well. <laughs> Literally cheating on them. Talking all types of smack when you pay no bills. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I, I really do take offense to that, but I, I don't know. Let's just move on. Alright, so let's do a break now. I want to go back to the COVID situation because it seems to be um, hitting primarily African-Americans hard, right? Because apparently we, we have a lot of underlying conditions such as heart disease, diabetes, um, high blood pressure, right? I don't really know that much about this virus. This virus is very scary. Um, but I guess I need to educate myself more on this virus since it is affecting me personally and it's affecting my family so I need to know more about this virus but I find it peculiar I think peculiar that this is killing off people of African 
and Latino descent um, at four higher rates, four more higher rates than it is any other race. Now, you could say it's because, okay, well, they don't have underlying conditions. Cool. What about treatment and care? I had a conversation with a parent of a healthcare worker. And healthcare workers like nurses or um, CNAs and um, lab techs and phlebotomists are all nervous about this disease. Um, so nervous that maybe they sometimes neglect the patient that they're tending to that has been diagnosed with COVID just because they don't want to catch it and potentially bring it home to their loved ones. I had a conversation with the parent of a healthcare worker and he's told me, he said, listen, when you're diagnosed with COVID and this local hospital they pretty much leave you in there to 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 tend to yourself they don't really care on you as if you had any other disease basically because it's highly contagious and again they don't want to get infected so yeah the level of care has gone down but i've i read an article about this man who he was caucasian he was in his 40s from all accounts, he was very healthy. He went on a hike and then about three days later came down with a vicious cold um, and then went to the emergency room and yes, was diagnosed all of the time span of five days, I believe, and was diagnosed with COVID-19. Um, the first three days he was in the hospital, he was put on a um, ventilator. Uh, the first three days, he was the the doctor saw an improvement, um, and they had they reduced his oxygen each day. But the fourth day, he took a turn for the very very worse, and uh, they had to, I believe, raise the ventilator ventilator rate to like a hundred percent oxygen. Um, so, but they also did um. They also withdrew his blood and put it through, I believe, an oxygen machine. I don't know the correct terminology, but where his blood could actually um, cycle it through a machine and his blood would actually be oxygen. Um, uh, I want to say oxygenized, but I don't know if that's the correct word. You have to forget it. And they realized he was developing blood clots. With this disease, a lot of people do develop blood clots. So they um, 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 they they drilled holes in his neck to make he wasn't getting oxygen. He eventually he wasn't getting oxygen, so they drilled holes in his neck, and they did all types of life-saving measures for this white man who was in his forties and, by all accounts, very healthy, no underlying diseases at all. And I just. It just keep, I just keep thinking if this was a black person, they wouldn't even have done one-tenth of what they did for this man. And it's really saddening, but that is the tr- truth. I feel like I know your level of care is different based on your race and 
um, certain area of hospitals. It just is. Uh, we are not so far removed from the civil rights movement where we were demanded to be treated as equals, um, looked at as humans. We're not so, from, so far removed from that um, period of time. We have people that have this thing and have the same ideolo- um, ideals that they had, that their parents had and their grandparents had. We have people still carrying those feelings or even something that happened to them personally and want to hold it against a whole body of people, a whole race of people. You still have people that carry this load with them. And it's sad to say, it's like, okay, well, you should have been partnered. I know you were probably out there doing something. Um, as far as my aunt, we don't know for sure where it was contracted. We don't know how. But we have a, a prison not too far from here. It's a federal prison. And um, the prisoners are being held with no type of protection at all. No mask, no soap, no hand sanitizer, no nothing. They're out of all supplies and they're just left in there to basically rot. And no one is sad no more. That's why I guess there's a, a, a push now to get non-violent offenders early released due to this virus because they're not treated they're treated worse than you would treat your animals in there. And they're not getting the necessary supplies. They're not getting all this. We don't. I can't even find a bottle of Lysol on the shelf. And it's been months now. I I couldn't find this. And to know that they don't even have soap to wash their hands or bodies. To know that they're not even getting fed properly. To know that they don't have any type of protection. And if someone tests, which a lot of people are testing positive in the prison, they are not separating them at all okay yeah so that that's the thing um i don't know this is just my first podcast and this is just some things that i wanted to talk about probably gonna come back and edit it and add more to it but um i just want everyone to just stay safe and just think about some of the things that i talk about it's definitely not I think people want a sense of normalcy because their whole, everyone's life is interrupted by this. Everyone is affected. No matter where you are in the world right now, you are affected by this disease in some, in some way. And people are so quick to want to go back to, a, a, um, to feel a sense of normalcy, but it's really too soon. Um, like I said, they just reopened Texas last week. Now, this week, my aunts are hospitalized. And I think I've witnessed it. I go out. No one um, in the shopping centers are, are wearing masks, really. No one. And I was I was at Quick Trip, which is a local gas station. And I was just watching people go in and out. And at least 40 people I've seen go in and out I'm just in my car I was just watching them and I was just astonished at the lack of lack of protection the lack of the it's like what 40 people I watched going in and out of that store not one had on a mask not one had on gloves and you would think 
are you are you in the twilight zone are you crazy because you have a mask um I mean, it is, like, yeah, I guess people won't take it seriously until, like, it personally affects them. Like, I took, I have taken this virus seriously, but not, um, as serious until I knew that it affected me personally by way of my aunts. And not even just that, this virus has a potential to affect not just my aunts, but I don't, whoever was around my aunts, such as my cousins, and their significant others, and other family members so it's it, yeah I'm worried I'm worried for them I'm worried for my family I'm worried for my dad I'm worried for a lot of people and I'm worried for I'm just confused as to why people aren't taking it seriously and maybe I should take it more seriously myself because if I know it's harder on people who have diabetes high blood pressure or any of those other underlying disease then maybe I should take better care of my health like not wait till tomorrow because tomorrow may never come I have to do what I can do today like I always like to put things off for tomorrow and surprisingly tomorrow never gets here but yeah so stay safe stay at home don't go out if you don't have to order online and then order online for for um for pick up at the store, like just just be cautious, cause you just don't want to be one of those people that said I should have listened when I had the chance, or I should have took this more seriously. Because like, no. And yeah, I I really do think that in the beauty services sector of Texas where it requires some type of close contact I think it's too soon for them to open because I honestly don't think it's safe just because I know it's hard to get any type of disinfectant in the stores and if it's hard for us to get it because I know small businesses they just go right to the store or they used to go right to the store or they used to order it from Amazon Amazon is reserving um, they're like disinfectant, Clorox, Lysol. They're reserving that really for frontline workers. That's what they say on their post. Um, on their um, on um, on their post just recently. And if you go into a store, the shelves are always clear. So I'm thinking they don't need to until there's a, a greater supply to meet the demand when it comes to cleaning products and sanitation products. No. There, no, those are sh- that should be the last. Those businesses should really be the last businesses to open, in my honest opinion. But hey, what do I know? I'm just a girl from Texas, just calling it, just calling it like I said. But I want to thank you for tuning into my first podcast <sighs> and be safe, love, love, and laugh.